Hello, and welcome to a special edition of the podcast Coffee and Books, where we talk all sorts of different topics. Today, I am very excited to present a special episode on my day off. Hope all of you are doing well. Please remember to rate and review this podcast if you come across it, or please share it with a friend. That's all I ask, is that you get word of mouth out there, because I love talking. I love talking about different topics, and I really enjoy talking about my hobbies and interests, and today we're going to talk about a new interest of mine, which is the stock market. So how did I get involved in all the stock market stuff? You might have heard in the news recently, it's been everywhere, uh, particularly because of the game stock investments that were going on. So full disclosure, before we begin, I'm not a financial expert. I'm not someone who's a financial planner. Uh, Please see a proper industry professional for advice before you go invest large sums of money um, or any money really. Uh, I'm not someone who you should be seeking financial advice through. I'm just doing this for fun as I like talking about the stock market and learning all about it. So with that in mind, let's get started. So as I mentioned before, I recently got involved because of GameStop. And uh, AMC and other companies like BlackBerry that have been in the news recently, you might have heard about it. It's been everywhere. It's because of uh, an online forum community called Reddit, where a group of people formed a, a page forum called Wall Street Bets, where they were investing in different types of stocks to drive up the cost of the stock in order to uh, make people such as hedge fund managers lose money on these stocks. Um, the stock recently for GameStop, for instance, shot up by over 1,200% and then lost its value very, 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 very quickly. So it's a badge of honor for some people. Other people, they wanted to do it just as an, you know, obviously an explicitive towards those rich people who are using the stock market for gain. But basically GameStop and companies like it have been dying a long, 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 long and painful death. Places like GameStop have been around for a very long time. It was a big part of my childhood, you might remember. But back in the day, whenever you bought a video game, you would have to go to a store to buy it. Whereas today, you can actually download a lot of games. And basically, GameStop's business model has been becoming less and less relevant over the past 10 years or so. And that is unfortunately why they're no longer going to be in business or filing for bankruptcy. But it made the news because, like I said, a large group of people invested in GameStop, thereby soaring the price. So if you were one of the lucky few who had stock in GameStop from a short period of time, you would have seen your profits rise dramatically. If you were smart, you would have uh, sold your stock as soon as you saw that it was soaring and made a nice tidy sum or profit with your shares of stock. So that is what got me interested in this whole thing. And as I said, I'm doing this for fun. And also, one more thing before we begin, I want to mention that there's multiple sources of um, apps and YouTube channels and books and all kinds of things out there we can learn about the finance industry on your own. Um, Full disclosure, I also use the Robinhood app that I'm going to be talking about in this uh, podcast. So I have today 20 tips for beginners that are learning to invest in the stock market. So the first thing you should know is what in the world is the stock market and how does it work? Well, basically, you have what's called initial public offerings, which is set up by a company. When a company gets to be a certain size and value, um, it's decided to sell its shares of its stock in order to raise funds in order to make the business grow larger. So when you buy a share of a company, you become a stakeholder in that company. Uh, Typically, this would mean that in order to raise a bunch of money and an owner 
of a corporation, let's say, I don't know, uh, let's say you own a, a national jewelry chain such as Shannon Company. Let's say you own that uh, business in the United States. Um, in order to have complete control over this company as someone who relies on their board of directors, CEOs, and other people, you would have to have so many shares of stock within the company. In order to have complete control, you would have to have about 51% of the value of the company. And everyone else buys the remaining 49%. And that is how funds are given to a company such as that in order to raise it and make it invested in and grow and develop and get bigger. So when you're buying a share of a stock, what's happening is basically this. You're buying at its value at that exact date and time, and you're planning either at some point in the near or long-term future that that same stock will be worth more money. If that is the case, whatever you purchased, and then whenever it is sold, and how many shares you decide to sell, that is how much of a profit you will make. So that is basically the stock market quickly explained in a nutshell, that your goal is to buy stocks at a certain price and sell them for a higher share. But you should know that this doesn't always happen. Sometimes you will lose money on the stock market. It is not a sure thing, as we will soon find out. But basically, that is how we're going to start off with. That's an initial public offering. So let's go on to point number one. My first tip of advice for anyone who's interested in investing in a stock market is please do not invest all of your money in only one or a few stocks. This is a huge, huge no-no, mainly because all of your eggs are in one or a few baskets. If that company has a negative impact, then you're going to lose a lot of money very quickly. So you need to know that the more um, or the fewer companies you're invested in, the less likely you're going to be making a profit, uh, mainly because you're going to be experiencing a lot of volatility. Um, number two, many times the stock market is healthy when an economy is doing well. Global events affect the value of the stock market. You should always be aware of the industry you're investing in, and if there are radical changes in that industry, it could affect your profits as well. So this is a lot to unpack here. It's kind of multiple things. But number one, um, yes, typically, it's not always, but typically when an economy is doing well, the stock market is also doing well. So if you have a corporation, let's, let's say, based in, I don't know, Switzerland, um, and Switzerland has a really good you know, year economically speaking, they're pretty strong, then all the businesses that you invested in in Switzerland will probably see a benefit to your stocks as well. Um, but you should be very much aware of what in the world is happening in the world. Uh, basically, if there is an all of a sudden a, let's say, I don't know, a volcanic ash cloud that hangs over Europe, it's going to impact a lot of the industries that are in Europe. Maybe not necessarily the United States and in North America on this side of the globe, but places in Europe would be very impacted by something like that, as happened a long time ago, or rather recently, but not forever long ago, you might remember. And as a result of this, that world event, which was very impactful, affected the profits and businesses that were in those countries in Europe. So something to be aware of, what in the world is happening right now at this exact moment is probably affecting your profits and losses for the global stock market. Um, and then, of course, you should also be aware of what industry you're investing in, something else that's important. A lot of the times people will hire someone else to manage their stocks for them so they don't have to do this. But if you're just starting out, one thing you really want to do is you want to research a company very well before you invest a large amount of money in them. Uh, for example, 
you know that Netflix has a good idea 20 years ago. Nobody could have predicted Netflix being as big as it is, but now Netflix is so big, it's changed the entire world in terms of entertainment and television. But, you know, 20 years ago, nobody would have thought that uh, to be a blip on the radar. So that's kind of the idea here, is that if you're going to research an industry, you want to, A, make sure that that's going to be a stable industry, that it's profitable, that um, it's not going to have any sudden changes or shifts anytime soon. A good example right now would be because of the coronavirus. The hospitality industry is really affected by this. So I would imagine corporations that are investments in hotels and airlines and other such in the travel business are greatly impacted by what is happening right now with the coronavirus. Um, I would also imagine companies such as uh, pharmaceutical labs, healthcare providers, those are also impacted by the coronavirus, maybe for the better, as more people are investing in those companies. So it's something to keep in mind. Um, that just because there's news doesn't mean it's necessarily negative on the stock market. It just might impact it in some way. Um, now, uh, you should also be aware of, let's say, your industry is no longer becoming relevant anymore that you've invested in. So as we've mentioned GameStop as an example, um, if all of a sudden you buy, let's say, a, a share in Amazon, uh, keep in mind that in a year from now or 10 years from now, those same shares, although they might have been earning you a nice tidy sum of money, um, there could be a new website or a new product out there that defeats Amazon. So Amazon won't always be on top forever, but as such, there's something to keep in mind that just because you invest in the company doesn't mean that it's always going to be the best investment to make year after year. Okay, so number three, what are capital gains and losses? When you decide to sell your stock at its current value, you'll be taxed based on this. This is 100% no matter where you live, in the world, if you have stocks or investments, you're going to be taxed on them. The question is, is how much? And that really depends on where you live and if it's a short-term gain or loss. So a capital gain, uh, let's say you have a short-term capital gain, that would be you buying and selling a stock within a time period of less than one year. If, let's say, you buy a stock and you sell it for a nice tidy profit of $500 in profits, you will be taxed on this. So maybe $100 of that $500 actually goes towards taxes. So you actually made $400 profit. And so the way that that might be taxed is that $500 is taxed within your yearly income. And you can just say that that's part of something that is in your income whenever you go and file taxes. Okay, so if it's a, a, a gain, let's say that's more than a year, let's say a year and one day, uh, that becomes a longer-term investment gain. So a capital gain of a long-term investment means that you have waited more than one year for this investment, and therefore, depending on where you live, it is a possibility that you will pay less in taxes towards this. At least that is how it works here currently in the United States. If you have uh, an investment and you decide to yell it, uh, yell it, if you decide to sell it after one year and one day, then that stock will instantly make you more money depending on when you decide to sell because you will pay less taxes. So something to keep in mind is long-term investments are typically better because they typically pay a lower amount over time, but they typically increase steadily rather than a short-term stock, which can be very volatile. Okay, so what happens if, let's say, you lose money? Well, that's a little bit different, but basically it comes down to, in a nutshell, 
if you say on your taxes that you lost so much money, so let's say you invested $500 and then you decided to sell and you only have $250 now at that current value, what that $250 means is that when you get it, it's become realized or actual money. And when it's realized, when you pay taxes on it, that income that you've lost from it will actually be taken off your taxes if you are able to report this. Um, you know, which if you have someone who's helping you do your taxes, that would be very wise. Um, now, what happens if, uh, you know, you do this short term and then decide to buy the stock back? So say I bought something, let's say I bought in GameStop or, or GameStop and I sold it, you know, when it was crashing, but then the stock suddenly decides to surge again and I decided to buy. Well, I actually won't be able to take that loss as part of my income deduction anymore. I won't be able to use that towards my taxes that I owe. Um, it would basically be like if I was making $50,000 a year and I lost money, I would take, let's say I lost $500 or $250, let's say $250, I would be making $49,275, I would basically be taking $50,000 minus the $275 off of my income. And that's the most simplified way as possible to explain it. So, as I said, taxes based on where you live. So that's also an important factor, too, is if you live in a country that pays higher taxes, you will most likely have to pay more money. So that will also be very important to keep in mind, too, just not depending on where, whether you're in the U.S. or whether you're somewhere else, your taxes will vary. Um, so, as I've said, the stock market is not predictable. And that's something that's very important to know. It's a lot like gambling. Yes, it's very exciting to watch and to see your profits grow. It's also equally disturbing when you lose money. So it's very important to note that just because you decide to invest in a company doesn't mean that you're going to automatically make a profit. However, there are some ways you can make sure that your investments do at least have uh, some ability to hold off in case of an emergency. So let's say one day Wall Street does bad, like really bad, like has happened before in years previously. Um, there are ways of making sure that your profits don't decrease as quickly. Some of this would be if you invest in a large number of companies instead of just investing in a few. The reason being is that if you're invested globally and maybe in multiple forms of uh, in different investments in different companies in different countries, you're less likely to experience an economic downturn, or at least an economic downturn as quickly. If all of your money, for instance, was invested in the housing market, and then the housing market blew up, as it did in 2008, then what would happen is, is that you would lose all of your money. But if all of your money was invested in things like healthcare, as well as in science and technology, as well as in other such investments across the field, banking, uh, healthcare, transportation, you name it. Um, if you're varied across a wide number of industries, it's less likely that A, you will lose money either as quickly or B, that you, know, you will still be hedging the bets until things get better. So in other words, it is very important to decide when you do decide to invest to make sure you invest in a large amount. However, this also has another equal effect, which means that when you invest smaller amounts of money into companies, it's also less likely you're going to make a profit from them very quickly. So if I buy one share of one stock in a company, 
that one share is going to make me some money if a company does well. But if I bought two shares, then I have twice as much profit, obviously. So something to keep in mind is if, if you invest in multiple, multiple, multiple companies, you will still make a profit, but that profit will be tinier compared to if you invested more money in one particular product or not. So something to keep in mind is you want to diversify, but not dilute it so much that you can't make enough profit. Okay, so as I mentioned before, number seven, um, short-term investing in penny stocks is wildly unpredictable. A lot of people like to ride the short-term way because it's the easiest way to quickly make money. It's also a quickly a good way to lose money. So uh, that doesn't sound like proper English. I'm sorry. Let me just start over and just say that if you buy a penny stock or a stock that's little to no value and then that stock suddenly surges, it's a great feeling. But again, even within the same day or hour or even within the next few minutes, that same stock could plummet in value. So just because your stocks are doing well at this exact day and in this exact time doesn't mean they are guaranteed. And penny stocks are quite well known for their volatility. However, it is a fun way to play with your money and short-term investments if you do decide that you want to play with short-term investing. Um, number eight, it's best to research a company's history before investing in them. This might sound like common sense, but you do need to know about the history of a company or corporation before you decide to invest any sort of money in them, particularly long-term investments. And why? Well, mainly because you want to know if they've had a history of problems. A company I looked at recently was the auto manufacturing industry, as I like cars and I do find that industry very intriguing. Um, I decided that I wanted to invest in a multitude of companies, and when I heard about Rolls-Royce being a low value on the stock market, I was very intrigued. However, if you look at Rolls-Royce, you can clearly see that over the past five years, their profits have been declining very steadily. And as such, even if it had a short-term gain, it would be pretty risky still to invest in them, as I feel, in my personal opinion, at least as of this date in 2021, I feel that Rolls-Royce is not as profitable as a company as, let's say, Ford or another company. Um, however, that could change, as Rolls-Royce might make a new type of uh, vehicle that is on the market that takes the world by storm. Maybe it's energy efficient, or maybe they just announce a new partnership. Either way, that doesn't mean that that stock can't turn around one day. Um, it's just important to know that you should research the history of a company, and if they have five years of declining profits, that's usually a bad sign. Um, now, however, the opposite is also true. If you see a steady increase in uh, a company's profit or an extreme increase, I'd also be wary as well. Um, now, let's say, let's talk about the resources that you can uh, use to research in a company before investing in them. Um, there's multiple resources such as books, podcasts, YouTube channels. Um, this podcast that you're listening to is a great example, but there's recently I discovered a YouTuber called Vincent Chan, who I love his videos. Um, all of his videos talk about the risk and reward of investing in a particular company that he talks about. Some of those companies make a nice, tidy profit, um, but a lot of the time, of course, as he explains willingly on his channel, it's a risk, and sometimes that risk it doesn't always make a profit. Okay, so but the point is, is that there's resources out there. You can go utilize these resources if you do want to invest your money. Um, 
Okay, so number 10. You can buy fractional shares in a stock instead of a whole stock. This allows you to diversify more, so all of your money is not invested in more than only a few shares of stocks. Something that's important to note is, let's say you want to invest in a well-known company like Starbucks. Well, Starbucks is pretty good in a high stock. So it's not likely that if, let's say, you have $200 you want to invest, you only want to buy one or two shares of Starbucks, which isn't going to get you very far in terms of profitability and diversification. So what a lot of companies do is they offer you the ability to buy a fractional share of a stock. So let's say instead of a whole stock, I buy $1 worth of that stock. I still make a profit, but I'm only in so much of a share percentage of an actual one stock share. So in other words, that one share of stock has been divided up so that other people like myself can invest $100 in it or more money of shares. Uh, but that's basically the idea that um, fractional shares exist and also can help you diversify more so that you can invest in companies that are more expensive like Tesla and Facebook and Netflix and Starbucks and all the other corporations we see on a daily basis. Um, as I said, number 11, the long-term goal is long-term growth. Investing in small incremental amounts is my recommendation to help you increase and instead of investing all of your money at one time. Um, you may be temporarily interested in knowing that like many people during the GameStop uh, investment and bust have decided that they should invest a large portion of their money very quickly. But as I've said, this usually leads to people losing all of that money in a relatively short amount of time span. So what I like to say, the best way to invest, in my opinion, is to incrementally put in money from your paycheck over a small period of time. Now for myself, I only do a dollar each week, which is not a lot of money. But that dollar goes a long way, in my opinion, because I get to see what I control out of it, and I get to put it where I want to put it. And as a result, I can see if my um, activities are helping me increase my profits, or if they're not. And the goal is over the next maybe 20 years or so, if I hold stock long enough, that same stock will be increased dramatically and I'll actually have some kind of profitability from that. So I'll give you an example, um, if I make a 4% profit off of a dollar, that's only, you know, not that much money, you know, like only four pennies. But if I invest a dollar every week and that same thing keeps happening, uh, you know, there's a good possibility that money will keep being reinvested and reoccurring and make more money and, well, hopefully, it will make me a profit over a short period, not a short period of time, but a longer period of time. Um, number 12, just because a stock is popular does not mean it is worth investing in. So like I said, right now, the biggest highlights I can use are AMC and GameStop and BlackBerry as three potential candidates as to what in the world is going on in the stock market. So a lot of people hear that a stock is hot right now and they want to invest in it. So they invest in, let's say, AMC. Well, AMC is in a lot of trouble right now because nobody's going to movies in the middle of a pandemic. So as a result of this, although the stock is you know, hot because people decide it's worth investing in or not, um, and they decide to sell it stock, it's important to note that uh, just because a stock is in the most popular traded stocks doesn't mean it's necessarily worth what you're investing in. In fact, it could be very dangerous, as many people are doing that, many people are touching it, and therefore maybe not as stable or long-term as you would like. Uh, number 13. 
Uh, if something sounds too good to be true, be aware that it probably is. One of the biggest problems in stocks is that if you see a stock that is, let's say, part of a Ponzi scheme, it's something to be very, very, very cautious about. Um, but it's not just financial scams that worry me. It's just news in general. Um, you know, a lot of too-good-to-be-true claims exist in the world, and it's something that you don't want people to tell you to invest in. If, let's say, all of a sudden on the street somebody starts selling snake oil and says it's going to cure the coronavirus, that's going to get people interested in it. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually doing what you want it to do. Uh, you know, just because someone says, hey, this is profitable and I'm making money off of it right now, doesn't mean that it's worth investing in. And as a responsible shareholder, you should know that your dollars are supporting this industry. So, you know, maybe it's something to consider before you invest in, let's say, you know, the natural gas or, you know, coal mining or petroleum because your dollars are literally supporting something at the moment that, yes, might make you a profit. It also might, you know, make you partially responsible for uh, hurting the environment as well. So something to consider besides where you properly invest your money, ethically speaking as well, is to know that uh, you know, there are scams that do exist. That want, people want your information, so you have to be very careful about that. And you should also be very careful with the fact that uh, if a company is saying that they're constantly making money, that may not always be the case. So be wary of companies that are constantly saying they're profitable. It's normal for a company to have fluctuations. Okay, um, so what is a Ponzi scheme? If you don't already know, side note, a Ponzi scheme is when an investor uh, keeps borrowing money from other investors in order to make a big pot for himself to live off of, but basically does not pay any of those people back and is just borrowing from other people to pay the next person to the next person. And it's a domino effect. Eventually that pile falls and all that money that was there goes away. And a gentleman who invented this is how this was named. But basically, it's something you have to be very wary of. If, if people are trying to talk you into making investments with them, that's a big red flag right there. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that person has it out for you <laughs> or trying to steal your money. It just means that uh, before you go investing all of your money with someone else, you might want to research their qualifications first. Okay. You want to invest globally and not just in one market, such as the USA, number 15. Uh, very important topic. Uh, so as I mentioned, world events affect how the world's economics are doing and how much profit the stock market is making. So for instance, right now at this very second, um, you may be interested in knowing that the US is recovering from a long period of uh, pandemic. Um, like the economy is looking a little bit better now this week. Um, the death rates are going down. It's all getting you know positive news uh, in the news, and as such, the economy you typically does better when this type of information is being passed forward. Um, but one thing to know is that it doesn't mean that it's permanent or forever. If something bad does happen in the U.S., it typically affects businesses, and therefore, if all of the companies you invest in, even if you invest in multiple companies, if all of them are based in, let's say the United States and not in, let's say, multiple countries, if something happens, then you're going to be greatly impacted by that. So again, just like investing in multiple corporations is very important, investing in multiple corporations around the world is important. Um, I think it makes sense to invest in companies that are in you know, uh, different parts of the world. You want to invest in Europe, you want to invest in 
Asia and you want to invest not only in the United States but in other places around the globe as that's going to help you raise profits. Okay, number 16. It's only money and you're taking a big, unless you're taking a big risk, everything should be okay in the long run. Uh, yeah, sometimes you're going to have days where the economy sucks and you're going to lose money. There's going to also be days when you make money. But that's why I'm saying over a long period of time, it's important to know that your stock will go up in value, hopefully. Uh, while, as I said, this is not a guaranteed principle, um, if you hold on to a stock for 20-something years, it's very likely that stock will have some sort of profitability associated with it. That doesn't mean that you're going to be rich off of it, but it's something to note that uh, if unless you're making big risks for short-term investments, if you hopefully decide to invest long-term over many years, you can make some nice tidy profits of some off of that. And as I pointed out earlier, you will hopefully pay it less taxes on that as well. Um, number 17. Everyone has days where they lose money. Uh, so as I mentioned before, there are going to be times, specifically in the U.S., and elsewhere in the world, but based on my experience, when the economy is going to have a crash. This is, again, part of a cycle that exists in our world where the economy does good and bad based on news that's out there in the world. So a very important thing to know is that there are days when the economy is going to do good. You can't always invest and hope for a nice, tidy profit. There's going to be days when you lose money. But again, you invest and hope that over a long period of time that, that profitability will keep going up and up and up. Um, number 18, knowing when to buy and when to sell is very important. Something you should be researching as well is that when you do buy a stock is when to know when to buy and when to sell more of that stock. Something that will happen eventually, depending on how experienced you are, is that yes, when you buy a stock and you see that it's going up in value, that that is a good time to sell at some point, uh, typically before a stock peaks and decides to go down again in a cycle. Um, if a stock, uh, for instance, lowers, it's also potentially a good time to buy it. You know, a heavy potential earnings stock like, let's say, Sony, um, is a company that I like to use as an example. Sometimes Sony has a bad day. And when Sony has a bad day, that means their shares are worth less money. But Sony makes a lot of products. For instance, they make uh, the PlayStation products, you know, video game industry, which is bigger than ever. And it is very likely that Sony will continue to have success selling their PlayStations, or like the P PlayStation 5, for instance. So just because they have a bad day right now, again, they're potentially going to be a company that will make a profit in the future. So the best time to buy a Sony share of stock sometimes depends on if the stock is experiencing a dip. And at that exact dip, that would be a good point to buy it. And then when that stock is surging, that may be a good point to sell it. Okay. But this is an art form, and again, there's no guarantee of when the best time to sell is. So for instance, selling a stock too early means you missed out on the profitability of it. Selling a stock too late means that you might have lost money on that profitability or took a negative loss anyway. Um, number 19. It's pretty cool that you can invest in whatever company you want provided they are able to be invested in, i.e. big enough. So yes, one fantastic thing about the stock market is that it does allow you to identify brands better and does allow you to decide where you want to put your money in investing. But you should note that not every company can be invested in. 
sometimes a company is small enough that you can't split their shares or that you can't invest directly in them without having a certain level of success for that company. Um, you know, when a company like Facebook exists, they're big, they're national or global, and as a result, they make more money. Uh, but, you know, a small mom and pop shop sounds great to invest in, but they're not probably going to have that same offering on the market, if at all. Um, number 20, pay attention in the news to find out more what is happening in the world. Not only will you be well informed, but you'll also be a great investor. So, as I mentioned, pretty much throughout this podcast episode. The only way to really get an idea of what's happening in the world is to pay attention and read the news, um, you know, or watch the news or learn about the news. Um, again, paying attention doesn't mean you're going to guarantee yourself to make a profit, but it's going to help you make better decisions in the long run. And as I said, I'm not a financial planner or a financial advisor, or nor do I have experience with stocks from before. But all of these, I think, tips will help you in the long run, make a nice tidy sum of profit if you want to one day. Uh, thanks for listening to my podcast. Please remember to share it and review it, write it, uh, you know, tell a friend about it, anything you want to do. If you want to email me, you can. Again, my email is scottbernstein16 at yahoo.com. Again, that's scott, S-C-O-T-T-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N 1616 at yahoo.com. Thank you.